is SoundCloud LE version. Okay. Actually, we're about to poke the thing again. Yeah, well, we better poke. We better poke, because Ellie isn't here to poke. This is for Ellie, but you're the poker. Ellie's not the poker. Okay, Maim Rabim lo What's Maim Rabim? Don't um, tell me turbulent waters, please. <laughs> turbulent waters? What? Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. What's um, Maim Rabim? The busyness of everyday life. Yes. Called Tear This Up I Nos. The, 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 the problems and troubles of making a living and the Rebbe Dafka mentions troubles because even someone who's on such a low level that he has issues about making a living meaning it bothers him and it gets in the way of his avayid of chulay even that person the Mayim Rabim Lo Yuch L'chavos is Abba it can't douse the innate love that the Neshama has for the Ebersh okay what's the Chiddush that Mayim Rabim can't douse the love as well, review the mimer. It's a short mimer before we finish it. It won't take us long to finish it. What's the chiddush? Or is gimel? That our godly soul is above the business matters. Our godly soul emanates from uh, God Himself, whereas business matters emanate from Tayu. Oh, okay. You fair. That's the answer to the next question. But before that, what you're saying is true. But before that, what do we say? What's the Chiddush that the... That, why do I have to be told that the Mayim Rabbim can't douse the love? Because the Mayim Rabbim come from Tohu, which... Uh, the and the Neshama comes, comes from? Tikkun. Uh, Tikkun, Tiko, That's before what Gabi said. Right? That, what Gabi says is the answer to that question. Right, that since the source of the Mayim Rabbim is Elam Toyu. We spent the, came out a whole class discussing Toyu, Shreza Kalim. And the Neshama, its source is Tikkun, which is Elam So then really the Maim Rabim should be able to overcome the, 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 the innate love of the Neshama because its source is a higher source than Elokus. Right? Up there in Tayu, it's all Elokus. It's Yesh the Kedusha. As it descends down here, it becomes Yesh of Klipa. But up there, it's Yesh of Kedusha. Okay. And then the answer says, so okay, but wait a second. Then Taka, why doesn't it does the love? Oh, so that's Gabi's answer. Because the true source of the Neshama is Atzim's. Right? I, the Rebbe doesn't discuss it, but so I understand. So it wasn't a trick. No. The revealed source of the Neshama, the source of the Neshama, we said its revealed existence is Atsilus. So to speak, the Neshama is a spitting image of Atsilus. But the, the true source of the Neshama is Atsmus, and therefore the Neshama isn't affected by the Maim Rabbi. Not only is the Neshama not affected by the Rabbi, Maim Rabbi, the Rebbe says, no, he's Dalit. It actually experiences an aliyah. By virtue of its descent into the Mayim Rabbim, the Neshama experiences an aliyah. And what's the equation the Rebbe uses to explain that aliyah? What does the Neshama become when it comes into this world? Methinks that people didn't do Hazara on this Mayim. Methinks. No? What's the, what's the, what, what, what's the equation? That we become a balchuva, right? The neshama down here is bebechinas balchuva because it's it's aved is to return to its source, balchuva to return, right? Someone who does chuva, someone who returns, right? Not necessarily a response to an aved, right? And b'makom shabale chuva imdim tzadikim gemerim einim imdim or einim yecholim lamei. Two different languages. One is the Chazal, one is the Rambam. Okay. 
Right now, the Rebbe didn't explain that equation in Ois Dalit. In Ois Hey, which is where we are now, the Rebbe, and we're, we're going to finish the Mayim today, the Rebbe is explaining that, that equation. Right? First thing the Rebbe does is explain to us that the Neshama is come Samatsmas. That's what we learned yesterday. How does that, how do we, what Maimer Chazal teaches us that the Neshama comes Samatsmas? <clears throat> we learned it yesterday. That he had Rus Shem, Shem took counsel with um, the Neshamas of the Sikhim before Beautiful. he created the world. Beautiful. Well said. Right? The Abish is so to speak asked the Neshamas, should I create the world or not? Now, we don't understand that. That's what, The Rebbe's going to explain that today. Don't worry about that. Wait, what does that mean? Okay, say it. What it means is really quite astounding. The Rebbe's going to say Pshad in that today. But, but. Where was that counsel taken, so to speak? That question, should I create worlds or not? Where's that question happening? That question is happening in Atzmos. Why? Well, because absolutely every other level of existence, even the most powerful expression of infinite godly light, exists only, and the Rebbe says this, and it's such an important idea, only mitzad harotzim, the Ratzon of a Kodesh Baruch and not Mitzad HaHechrech, it's not something absolutely necessary. I mean, the way the Abishta created the world, so obviously every aspect of, of the, the light's existence and all the different levels that the light goes through, that's all necessary. It's necessary because the Kodesh Baruch decided it's necessary, but it's, it, it doesn't have to be. There could be eight spheres, there could be twelve spheres. Why are there ten? Because the Abishta decided ten. Now, of course, if there were eight spheres, you'd have eight fingers. And if there were 12 spheres, so you'd have 12 fingers. Now, if there were 12 spheres, of course, you'd probably count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, some other number, some other number, and then 10. One group of 12s and zero units, right? That's probably how we'd count, right? Right? I mean, the whole world would be different. What would it look like? I don't know. But one thing you'd know. We, we, I'm sure we'd have 10 fingers and 10 toes. Uh, 12 fingers and 12 toes, for sure. Even though we'd call it 10. Right? Because 10 would be one group of 12 and 0 units. Right? Because 10 isn't a number. 10 is two numbers <laughs> put together to indicate an idea. 9 is a number. 1 is a number and 0 is a number. You put it together, you've got 10. Okay? Or 100 or 1,000 or whatever you, whatever you want. Okay? So, so the world would look different, but it, it happens to be that the Abishal wanted there to be ten spheres. Why? Because there's ten spheres. Just like there's ten Mamaras that brought the world into existence, of course, one of those ten spheres, and there's ten Debris of, of, of Torah. There were ten Makis, which prepared the world for the revelation of the ten Debris. Right? The Makis destroyed the, the, the Klippa in the world that allowed for the revelation of ten in the state of absolute Kedusha. Okay. All makes sense. But it only makes sense because the Abish decided that's the way it's going to be. It doesn't have to be that way. He could have done it a different way. He can do whatever he wants. Okay, and that question, in whom did he take counsel? Should I create the world or not? That question was asked, so to speak, in Atzmus, before there's any reality of or whatsoever. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the Rebbe Shab even says something quite astounding. Not relative to this Maimon Chazal, just in general. Atzmos can't even be called a Ma'or. Can't even be called the source of light. Why not? Well, there's no light. 
Atzimus only becomes a ma'or when the Abisha decides, I want there to be light. So then all of a sudden, Atzimus becomes the source of that light. But so to speak, in that beyond infinite non-time, up there in Atzimus, when there's just Atzimus, is Atzimus a ma'or, a source of light? No. Why not? There's no light. How could it be a source of light if there's no light? Okay. So, it's really quite astounding. And that, that also happens to be something that we say in davening. We talked about it. etc., etc. I must say, Shammai, I love you dearly. I really do. You're a very special person. But I feel funny giving out a mimer the last day we're learning it. But okay, I will just because... Um, um, Elokei Elam Barach Mecharabim, which we say right at the beginning of Birchas Hashacha, the first Baracha after Baruchu, Elokei Elam. So the Rebbe Shem says that's Atzmos Neto, God, Atzmos. Barach Mecharabim. That's when Atzmos, so to speak, becomes a Ma'or, the source of light, and then there's five levels of light five levels of reality that relate to the light, right? Which correspond to Baruch Shammar Ba'elam, Baruch Hu, we talked about that once. Right? The ruts in the Pashat Leaf, right? The, the basic desire to, to create the, what's called the Hashara. The, the Hashara is to just like measure how, so, okay, so how are we going to do that, so to speak? Machshava could do with the Ak, Adam Kadmain, which is the ruts and Chloe, the general desire for all four worlds. Then, the, then, then bringing that machshavi into Dibur that is drawn down. And the last level is Baruch Oisiv Reishis, which is Keser of, of Atsilus. Those five levels we mentioned at the beginning of Baruch Shamar. We mentioned those five levels again in the beginning of, of Birchas HaShachar. And, and uh, they're, but in Birchas HaShachar, they're preceded by two levels, Elokei Elam Brach Mecharabim, which the Rebbe Shab says is 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 Atzmus Neto, <laughs> just the Ebershter. And then Atzmus as Ma'or, as the source of the light that's going to emanate. So before there was any light, what is there? There's Atzmus. Does Atzmus have the potential to make, to, 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 to be the source of light? Of course. But there's no light yet. Yet, meaning, you know, obviously there's no time, so it's hard for us to understand how that, what that means. But okay. In that level of reality, there's no light. It's just awesome as how could there be souls to take counsel of? It's just Abishtha. There's not, there's not even a differentiation. Excellent questions. Absolutely. 100%. I don't get it. Now, the, 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 what they call the Balabatish answer, like just to answer the question so we can go further, we're going to understand it much more deeply, right? But just, is, well, the, the Nishamas are rooted in Atzimus. They're part of that. Okay, but wait a minute. But the whole idea of the neshama being rooted in Atzimus is because ultimately the neshama is supposed to come down into a goof, right? So, I mean, what, what's that about? That's 100%. That's part of, that's what makes this, one of the things that makes this Maimach is also impossible to understand. Okay, but the Rebbe is going to explain it. And, of course, before the Rebbe explains it, he says, Vyadua, you know, and it's, of course, known, the understanding. And we're like, no, I didn't know it until you explained it to us. Okay. So that's our Maimach up until now. Right? So we are four lines down 
Where, 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 that period we hit yesterday, where is it? Five lines down, right? Six lines down. Hadar Geshay Basharsha, right? True? Yes, sir. Right. We, we, we reached that period yesterday. Okay, again. The Rebbe, that, the, the Rebbe brings that. It's very important to know and important to remember. Don't forget this. I mean, it's ridiculous to forget it. Right? You talk about the fact that the Neshama is rooted in Atzimus all the time. How do you know that? Well, it's a Maimar Chazal, in Nigla. It's not the Arizal. It's not the, 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 the Rashbi and the Zayar. It's a Maimar Chazal. It's a Medrash in Rus Rabbah. Where is that question being asked? In Atzmas, so to speak. Should I become the source of infinite light and kalim and worlds? That's so to speak the question. And obviously what answer did the Neshamas give? Yes. Yes, because here we are. Okay, now how does that work? That's just wild. That is an absolutely wild medrash. <laughs> Crazy. God's asking Neshamas, what do you mean? Like, like Yosef said, how can they be neshamas? Where they come from? Okay. Vayuvanzeh. This idea that down here were balei tshuva, and up there were tzaddikim, and balei tshuva on a higher level than tzaddikim. So therefore, the neshama experiences an elevation even from atzmus. That was the question that was bothering the rabbi at the beginning, right? Again, in, in the fourth in the fourth chapter, we explained the equation. Right, that the neshama down here is bebechinas balchuva. It's the quality of a balchuva, and in the place where balchuva stands, Sadiqim aren't able to stand. The lotion of the Rambam, much higher place. Okay, that does not mean that every balchuva in Moristan and Mayanot is greater than the Lubavitcher Rebbe. That isn't what it means. What does it mean? It means the neshama experiences a greater connection to God by virtue of doing mitzvahs in this world than it does by virtue of the fact that it is sourced in the essence of God and one with the essence of God. Wow! What does that mean? How does that work? That's what the Rebbe is about to explain. The Magadim is rich. And this is understood based on a very, very famous explanation of the Magad, based on explaining the Medrash, right at the beginning of Medrash Rabbah, right in the beginning of Brashius Rabbah, as soon as humans are formed, Yisrael alu b'machshava. Am Yisrael went up on thought. Simply, that's understood to say that, and obviously all dibur, all speech is sourced in thought. Right? Dibur is simply the revelation of your thought. When you're thinking something, it's hidden to the rest of the world. If you want to reveal it, it's called speech. Okay? Fine. But we, we do know that machshava is a higher level of reality than dibur. Dibur is external, machshava is internal. Okay? Yisrael, Aluba machshava. Simple pshat is the source of Yisrael in a revealed way is machshava, as opposed to the source of the rest of the world is dibur. God spoke. Now, obviously, the source of that deeper is Machshava, but Am Yisrael is that source, is sourced there in a more revealed way. Okay, Pseidah. That's the simple pshat in Yisrael Alba Machshava. Now, but the Rabbi Magad, the Magad is rich, the Alter Rebbe is Rebbe, who took over from the Baal Shem Tev, when the Baal Shem Tev passed away, so the Magad, for the first year, the Baal Shem Tev's son, Baal Shem Tev passed away on what day? It's the yard side of the Baal Shem Tev. Right? Like whom? Okay. So so the, the, the following year the Bashantov's son was you know the, the Rebbe basically. 
on Shavuos, a year later, he got up and took off his father's coat and gave it to the Magid and said, you're the Rebbe. The Magid was the Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe, and Rav Zusha, and Rav Ali Melech, and Rav Levi I mean, the, the all-star team of Hasidish Rebbeim. It was unbelievable who was there at that point. Pinchas of Kaditz was a Talmud of the Boshemter, but he was still there. It was unbelievable. The Panish Mamrakzal Yisrael Album Akshaba. Shuhu, Kemashal Adam, it's like a person. Shiyeshle Ben, he has a son. Tegam, that even, Kesha Ben Avarmikineged Panav, that even when the son passes from in front of his face, Vahalachmita, and he walks away from him, he goes away. The son, the son leaves, the son went somewhere. Im Kolzeh, nevertheless, Nechkaka. It is engraved, the form, the image of the son in the machshava of the father. The father can conjure up an image of his son. Now, you can conjure up an image of many, many things that you've seen, but the image of your children, especially in the father, is, I mean, in the mother, it's a different level. Right? On a certain level, even more powerful. But since the, the, the son ultimately comes from the mayach of the av, that the child comes from the mayach of the av, so the, the image of the son is a much more powerful image than any other image you can conjure up, the image of a child. Because of the essential connection of the child to the parent. Elo, we're in Ois Hey, we're nine lines down, eight lines down. Elobat Shibabene Adam and people. Shaykh Zed, this is only relevant, Dafka, specifically Bamishi Yeshle Ben. None of you can conjure up an image of your son. Why not? Because you don't have one yet. Right? That's what Hashem you'll have many. Right? So, so, so you can't do that. I can do that. Why? Because I have a son. I have a Baruch Hashem, a few of them. Right? So I could close my eyes and conjure up the image of them. But, but we're all limited by time. So I, 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 I can't do that until I have a child because I'm limited by time. Avaletza l'shem yizborech by a Kaddish Baruchu Shaykh zeh it's relevant to say by the Ebishter af kaidim shenivru Yisrael even before the actual creation of the Jewish people as physical people in a body down here in Elam Hazet that happened at a certain point in existence, and, and at that point in existence, something else came into existence called time and space, physical time, physical space came into existence. Okay? So that happened when? 5,779 years and almost nine months. Right? Friday, it'll be nine months. Well, actually, ten, because there were two others. Right? Okay, fine. So it happened when it happened. Actually, 11, right? So, so, so it happened when it happened. Say it. Before that happened. So, in human terms, before something happens, I can't conjure up an image of it, a true image of it. I can imagine what it might look like, but I can't, I don't have the image of it because it doesn't exist yet. What about the
As a matter of fact, that image is actually the source of you and I, but forget that. Right? It's not limited by time. So before there's a you and me, you could have an image of you and me. It's not limited by time, because there's no before and after. Before and after only exists in, you, in, in our reality, not in his reality. So, before time, the Abishter could imagine the existence of us in time. Why? It's not limited by time. It exists above time. What does that look like? I don't know, I haven't got a clue. That's something completely mysterious to us. Okay, but, but we have no problem understanding that that would be the case. Right? We just don't know what that looks like because it's completely and totally beyond our experience what, what that would look like. Experiencing something that doesn't, has, what do you mean it doesn't exist? But it does exist if you're experiencing it. No, no, but you're experiencing it on one level it hasn't come into another level yet. Okay, fine. So what does it mean, Yisrael Aluba Machshava? That the Abishter, that Am Yisrael is already carved into the thought of a, of a Kaddish Baruch even before we exist down here. was engraved their image b'machshava. We're there. We're not here, but we're there. Okay. Because by the Ebishtar, Avar Vayasid Echon, past and future are one. You and I experience a very clear differentiation and delineation between different places in time. What was, what will be. Very clear to us. By the Abish there? Doesn't look that way. What does that look like? I don't know. <laughs> I can't possibly imagine. I mean, I can't even imagine it. Right? Okay, fine. Umuvan on Mizets, understood. That which the neshamas are mushrashes from the word shurish, sourced. The word shurish is the source of the word source in English. Mushrashes batzmusay, that they are sourced in atzmus, ubehem nimlach, and and in them he took counsel. What does that mean? Who inyan and neshamas, that is the neshamas, kameshen bebechines nivra. The neshama, as they are a creation, who commission your deslamata, as they have descended below. So now it's getting worse. When Yosef asked the question, so we thought the Abishter, so to speak, is talking to the neshama in Atzmus, should I create worlds? So to speak. Whatever that, I mean, that, we're turning it into something grub and crass, but I mean, that's what we do because we can't do anything else. So the Abish is having this conversation with the Neshama up there in Asmus. No, what do you think? Should I create worlds or not? Should there be infinite godly light? Should there be Seveb, Mamale? What do you say? And we said, yeah, go for it. Okay. That's not what happened. Yeah, and and that, that was hard enough for us. We didn't get that. Right? What are these Neshamas doing there? There's nothing else, so there's just Atzimus. Okay. Now the Rebbe is saying even more. No, no. When the Abishter, so to speak, asked the Neshama, he asked the Neshama as a Neshama in a goof, so to speak, in Elam But there's no Elam 
There's nothing sham and a goof. None of that's around. Oh, well, that doesn't matter because Abish is beyond time. It's not, he's not limited by the fact that that doesn't exist here yet. Because by him, it's all there. Chazal say that the Abisha created the world with one thought. What does that mean? Medrash. Again, not the Arizal, not the, not the Rashbi. Chazal. Nigla. That the world was created with one thought. What does that mean? All of time and all of space that you and I experience is contained in that one thought. There, you just had a thought. All of what you and I experience and what the world has ever experienced, all of Sevev, all of Mamale, all of time, all of space, it's all one thought in the life of the Ebrishna. But the Ebrishna has to think for 5,779 years and 10 months. World, 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 world. That's time. He's not governed by that. In the Abish's world, all of what you and I experience is time and space. It's one thought in his world. Whoa. I guess he's big, huh? Yeah, I think he's big. He's for sure bigger than me. That's, that's for sure. He's even bigger than Phil. When they asked the 2,000-year-old man how they started believing in God, they said, well, there was a guy named Phil. And Phil was the biggest guy around. And we had to listen to Phil. Whatever Phil said, we had to do, because if he didn't do what Phil said, he'd beat the living daylights out of him. Then one day, Phil was walking around, and a piece of lightning came and hit Phil. Phil's dead. We said, there's something bigger than Phil. <laughs> okay. Something bigger than Phil. So there's something so big that all of time and all of space is in that, and, and space, you know, space is pretty, uh, they say space is pretty big, right? That, uh, <coughs> that's, all, that's all one thought in God's life. Okay, so, up there in Atzmus, the Abishter imagines something, so to speak. How that works, we don't know, but don't go there because we don't know. So we, 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 the Rebbe is explaining something that we can't understand fully, okay, but we can, we can use the words. The Abishter, so to speak, imagines something. He experiences something. What does he experience? Let us see what he experiences. Absolutely amazing. Varakshagam, there, Tsurazu, this form of the Neshama as it's down here, he chakuka b'machshavta yizbarach. It's engraved in his thought. Lafisha etzli yizbarach avar because by the Abishter, past and present are one. So the Abishter is up there in Atzmus, and he's having an experience, so to speak. What's that? Ukeyudua, as is known. <laughs> Meaning, what does the Rebbe mean? The Rebbe means you should have learned the Friedrich Rebbe's Maimarim in Tavshin Gimel, and you'd know this. <laughs> okay, beside As is known, Befeidish Beminimlach. That's what the footnote says. As is known in the in the explanation of Beminimlach. Look what the, the, what the Rebbe says here. It's absolutely amazing. The Shazel, what does it mean? What can, what convinced the Kaddish Baruch to create the world, so to speak? Shezel, Masha Allah Lefanov, it went up in front of him, so to speak, his Baruch. 
Hatainuk, the pleasure. Sheyisaneg, of course, in Lashon Kedish, everything can be turned into a verb. So we would say the pleasure he experienced, but in 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 Lashon Kedish, the pleasure he pleasured, right? The pleasure that he pleasured, the pleasure that he experienced, kaviyachol, so to speak, ba'avedis and neshames lamata, in the aved of the neshames below. Va'al pize. Sorry, stop, stop there. What does it mean, Yisrael Alba Machshav? Yisrael Alba Machshav means that there's a reality of Yisrael that's engraved in the consciousness of the Abishter even before there's a, a reality of Yisrael down here. What does it mean, Bamin Nimlach, Benish Maseim, Shatzadikim? What convinced the Abishter to create the world? The Rebbe just said it. The Abishter, up there in Atzmus. So to speak, we have to use these words because there's nothing else we can use. Before there's a world, the Abishter experienced an incredible pleasure. What's the pleasure? The pleasure of a Yid putting on tefillin in Eilam Hazar. He experienced the pleasure he gets from that experience. So what did he say? I want that to happen before. I want that to actually happen. So he created worlds. Wow. <laughs> That's what it means. Not the Neshama's up there. The Neshama's down here. The Abishter was convinced to create the world because he experienced the pleasure he gets from a mitzvah that we do down here as in the Neshama and a Guf. We said, I want that, that up the, at that point, that is in a state of what you and I would call potential. Right? What does he want? The faith, actual. He wants that to actually happen down here in Elamazim. So, what do you have to do? You better create an Elamazim. So, he did. And that's what, so to speak, convinced him. Wow. Oh, so now, even before the Rebbe explains it, now you can understand why. The, why you're closer to the Abishter when you put on tefillin down here in Elamazah than your soul is by virtue of the fact that it's sourced in Atzmus. Because why is there a soul in Atzmus, Lamaisa? So that you can put on tefillin down here. It's the only reason there's a soul in Atzmus. Which, so to speak, which is the chicken and which is the egg? You putting on tefillin is the reason there's a, a, a neshama in Atzmus. So no, come on. The Nisham and Atzus was there before me, so to speak. And then it descends down into the world. Well, yeah, in our terms, and not in the Abishter's terms. What did the Abishter, what did the Abishter experience first, so to speak? You and me putting on tefillin. You and I putting on tefillin. No, me. Experienced me putting on tefillin? Yeah, you and me putting on tefillin. Experienced me putting on tefillin. Not experienced I putting on tefillin. So he experienced you and me putting on film. Okay. And then he decided, I want that to happen. Okay, all of a sudden, there's this reality called Shama that's Mushrash and Atzimus. There's light. Also, everything that we went through yesterday, it happens. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now we understand. 
based on this to understand Inyan Haliyah, the elevation Shenaseh in the Shomers that's brought about in the Neshamas are Yudei Yeridos and Lamata by virtue of their descent below. Which we didn't understand. How can the Neshama possibly experience an Aliyah? It's, it's, it's coming from Atzimus. There's nothing higher than Atzimus. Yes, there is. There's something higher than the connection of the Neshama to the Abishter and Atzimus. The connection of the Neshama to the Abishter when it's putting on tefillin or giving tzedakah, or learning Torah, or refraining from doing a particular Aveda, or whatever it happens to be. Or running a business, Alpi Shogner. It's good we're all wearing shoes, or else our socks will fly off. Hagam, that even though Shagam Lifne Yeridosan, even though before their descent in Mushrashus Mehatzmus Yizbar, it's sourced in Atzmus. How can it possibly get higher than that? Kizem Hashem Mushrashus Batzmus Yizbar, that that which they are Mushrash and Atzmus, Ubehen Nimlach, and they were asked, who Mitzad is a function of Yediyosa Yizbar, his knowledge. That they'll later come down below. And they will fulfill the intention. What's the intention? They'll put on tefillin. They'll do a mitzvah. And even though, the, the, it seems to the Rebbe uses plural, they know. Yeah, who's they? Meaning, I, I don't know. Absolutely, with absolute certainty. Complete certainty. That they will fulfill the intention. So then, what, what new is happening? Nothing new is happening. No. That's only in a state of potential. The Tachli Sa'ilu in the ultimate elevation of the Kavana is Hu Hapayot. That it should actually happen. That's what the Abishta wants. Ah, of course, in the Abishta's world, there's no difference between Kayach and Payot. There's no difference between potential and actual. Because what is it that separates potential from actual? One very simple little thing, short little word. What separates potential from actual? Time. Time? <laughs> That's what separates it, right? It's in a state of potential, in one point in time, and now, later in time, it comes into a state of actual reality. There's no potential and actual in the Ishtar's world because there's no time. Oh. But down here there is. And guess who created that reality of potential and actual? Guess who that came from? Oh, and what did the Abishter want? And the Abishter created the relationship of Kayak to Payal. That Payal's a higher level than Kayak. He created that. Oh, okay. And in that realm, what's more powerful? The potential connection that we have to the Abishter and Atzmus by virtue of the fact that we're Mushrash and Atzmus? Or the ultimate expression of that connection by virtue of the fact that you put tefillin on in Eilamazah. Tefillin in Eilamazah. The Rebbe's not talking about the fact that when you die, you get closer to the Abishter. That's a different religion. That's not Judaism. It's the cult of the virgin birth. And Islam, all of them. They're all into death. Why? Because they've got nothing in life. In life, what have we got? Mitzvahs. That's the Abishter. Mamish, Atzmus, Atzmus, Atzmus. There's nothing bigger than that. Whoa. I feel it. I don't feel it. That's my hang-up. 
What's happening when you do a mitzvah? You're connecting to the essential reality of the Abishter because up there in Atzmus, at some point in beyond infinite non-time, the Abishter went, or goes, I mean, there's no went, it's just, you know, whatever. I don't know what verb to use. Forget the verb. But, wow. Fill it. Wow. I said, okay, that's got to be. Here we are. Why does he need this to feel that pleasure? Could doesn't he feel need pleasure? Doesn't need it. He wants it. Doesn't need it. You're right. Doesn't need it. Doesn't need anything. He wants it. Why does he want it? I haven't got a clue. Why does it give him pleasure, Bukhla? Why does he get pleasure from that? I mean, why, why, why does he get pleasure from uh, hot dogs? Because that's what gives him pleasure. Mitzvahs. That we'll never understand. That we can't. I mean, there's always going to be a point at which we can't understand. There's going to be a why that there's no answer to. Why that? Why tefillin? Why not, uh, I don't know. Uh, what difference does it make? I mean, why is tefillin any holier than that? Because the Abish said, tefillin's holier than that. So don't do that. Do tefillin. And if he said that. So every now and then, Yidin would be sitting at their desk at work and they'd look at their watch. And some people would go, And some people will go back to work. I don't know. Everybody would do it differently, right? <laughs> but that's what we would do. What difference is it? Really doesn't make any difference, right? Because filling is just as weird as that. I mean, it isn't because it, 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 the Abishter made it so incredible. But you know, right? Tefillin is pretty weird, right? I mean, you know, like objectively, no one else, you know, wraps themselves up in black boxes and leather straps and this serious look. I mean, green sticks and lemons are also pretty weird, but you know, so it's like a little green, green. Yeah, okay, but that's a minute. That's a different thing. Yes, you're right, but uh, you know, that we did to ourselves. But but you know, the, yeah. You think uh, swinging a chicken over your head is weird. Uh, wait until your wife is pregnant. Then you have to do three. Why do you do three? You know, whether well, there's a boy or a girl in there. So, over her. So you do a female, a tiny girlis for her, a tiny girlis in case there's a girl in there, and a tiny go in case there's a boy in there. Now, what if you know your wife is pregnant with twins? Which happened to be our case, except my wife gave birth at the end of Elul, so we didn't have to worry about this Yom Kippur. But she knew she had twins in there because at about six months, she's, this just doesn't feel, I've done this before, this just feels different, there's something going on here. Five. You do five. I mean, triplets, so it gets crazy, okay? But, say, but so you can't do five at once, right? So you know, you'd have all these people waving chickens above this, you know, woman standing there. <laughs> so that, 
I agree. That's pretty wild. They're pretty wild stuff. Yeah. But a pregnant woman, I mean, you, you know, Bezrat Hashem, you'll all experience that at some point. Your wife will, you know, be pregnant during, you know, so, before Yom Kippur. I mean, I, hope, I, I don't know. Be Mashiach. We're going to do Kaparas? I don't know. I mean, who knows? Who knows what we'll do? But, but, uh, but. You need, yeah. Why? I've never quite understood. Because what favors they did, I'm not so sure. But okay, but that's what we do. I, I, you know, it's one of those things we do. I don't know why. I don't know. We do it. So, yes. You would wave three. So I've done that you know, a few times. Anybody who had children in the winter, so. <laughs> Yom Kippur, they knew their wife was pregnant, so they're waving three chickens above her head. My wife had held on for two more weeks with the twins, so I would have done five, but, but they were born Chav Gimelel. So, uh, ended up being two boys. Uh, you know that. She did know there were twins. <coughs> You're right. A little bizarre. Okay. But that, okay, that's us. You know, that's a minug. Five dollar bills, you know. It doesn't, it's not the same. It's such an amazing mind. It's just beyond belief. Even though we know that that's what's going to happen, that's all potential. And the ultimate elevation, and the intention. The whole reason there's such a thing called the neshama is befail, is the neshama should come into Elam Hazah and do a mitzvah. So when you do a mitzvah in Elam Hazah, you are closer to the Ebishter than you are as a neshama mushrash in Atzmus. Yechidah Beyond that. And this is also the careful reading of the words. In whom did he take counsel? Oh. When they were in the state of counsel, then their elevation, it's all potential. Meaning at that point, what is there? There's only Neshama Tzadikim. Because there's only Atzimus. <laughs> That's why it doesn't say the Nishim. Even though, ultimately, what, what convinced the Abishta to create the world? The Neshama in a goof doing a mitzvah. Okay. But that wasn't in a state of reality yet. What was in a state of reality? Atzmus. So in the world of Neshama, what's that? Nishim, didn't say Nishim, Shal Yisrael. Doesn't say that the Jewish soul it says Dafka the tzaddikim. Why? Because at that point, where where are we? We're tzaddikim. We're up there. When they're in the state of this council, Sha'az, then what's our loftiness? It's only in, in a state of potential that that we know that they're going to come down here and and fulfill the intention. And after they come down below, when there's actually a creation, and here we are, down here in Eilamaze, eating soggy French fries, then they fulfill the intention in actuality. 
and Nasim Bebechin is Balei Tshuva, so they become Balei Tshuva, which is on a higher level, and now we understand the equation. Wow. Okay, we can finish the Maimah in two minutes. It's just a... V'yesh L'Kash Yozeh, now the Rebbe connects to this, was, as we mentioned, this was Meitzi Shabbos Parshas Nayach. So, of course, Meitzi Shabbos Parshas Nayach. Parshas Nayach is the first Parsha after Tishrei. Shabbos Parashis is always in Tishrei, even if it's the very end of Tishrei, but it's always in Tishrei. Parshas Neyach is the first Parsha that's always in Cheshven. What's Cheshven? Cheshven is back into the real world, so to speak, after the loftiness of Tishrei. Okay. So that's the idea of the Yaakov Halach Ladarke. What do we say? We say it Meitzisim Chastera. Yaakov goes on his way because that's the end of the Yom Tevim. We say it Meitzi Shabbos Bereshis because that's the end of the special days of Tishrei. I mean, Bereshis is just, and then we say it also in in Parshas Neyach because now Mamish we're already home. Yaakov Halach Ladarka. Yaakov went on his way. He's back in the world, so to speak. Sheba Meitzi Shabbos Parshas Neyach, and this is the Indian of Yaakov Halach Ladarka. Yaakov went on his way. He left the place of revelation and went back into the world. The Chosid leaves the Rebbe and goes back home. That even though after the month of Tishrei, he goes back to his ways, also in matters of permission, meaning things that he's allowed to do, but he doesn't have to do, as opposed to mitzvahs, he has to do. And matters of you know, non-sacred matters. Va'ad, to such an extent that he reaches the level of Bechinus Ma'im Rabim, he's right back into the Ma'im Rabim, he's back at work. Here in Eretz Yisrael, in the days of the base of Migdash, so what did it mean? You left the base of Migdash, you went to the base of Migdash for, for Yom Tov, and then you leave and you go back to wherever you live in Eretz Yisrael. For us, what does it mean? It means you go to the Rebbe for Tishrei and you leave and go back to wherever you come from. Mikomakim, nevertheless, are Yadezeg Gufa, whom is Allah Yosef. Through this, he's elevated even more. Shanaseb Bechinis Mahalach, he becomes one who's Mahalach. Yaakov Halach Ladarke. He's moving, he's a mover, he's a changer, something's, he's, he's progressing. Koloshinakosev, like the language, Yaakov Halach Ladarke. How do you progress? How do you grow? How do you move? By going back into the Aveda of everyday life. This knowledge, that this descent from the holiness of Tishrei into the world, to his way in matters of Rishus. Tishrei is a time where everything you do is a mitzvah. You've just come out of Sukkot. Sukkot is everything you do is a mitzvah. Eating is a mitzvah. You make a brocha, a special brocha before you eat in a sukkah. Just hang out in the sukkah all day long. You're, you're, you're surrounded by mitzvah constantly. 24-7. Well, we all sleep there. But why? Because the Kedusha is so powerful that it's embarrassing to fall asleep there. This is all at Tzorach Aliyah. The very fact that we know it's all for the purpose of an ascent, that causes that his walking will be with great joy. Like it's written, by Yaakov Avinu. After Yaakov Avinu, he went to Haran. He left the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael and he went to Haran. Right? His brother Esav wanted to kill him. He had to leave. He had to flee. He gets there. He says, wait a minute. He goes all the way back 
to Eretz Yisrael, and he goes to Beis Kel, and Harabayis comes to Beis Kel, and the whole story of the ladder, etc., etc. And the Abishah tells him, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. This is a Yeridal Etzorah Aliyah. So what does it say? The Yis of Yaakov Ragli, he picked up his feet, meaning he walked with a spring in his step. Rashi says, that when he was told the good news, so now he was joyous. He knew this was a descent for the purpose of an ascent. And this causes that his Aveda will be complete beyond limitation. It'll be on the level of right? beyond your ma'oid, beyond your limitations. Because simcha bursts through boundaries. Person is besimcha isn't limited. And by virtue of the fact that he does his service, behold Gimel Kavin in all three de- levels of Aveda, which correspond to the Gimel Bnei Noyach, which were read in that week's parsha, the three sons of Noyach, the Torah Aveda of Gemilas Chasadim, Torah Aveda davening and Gemilas Chasadim giving tzedakah, but Tachlis Hashlemus in a complete way, besimcha betuv levav and with joy and gladness of heart, nimshach loy, it's drawn down to him. Like we talked about the beginning of the Mimer, how to make a living. You do your Aveda right, the Abishta will bring Baruch. Also in those three matters of children, health, and a livelihood. In a complete way, with joy, and with gladness of heart. Both in spiritual terms, in Gashmistika terms, physical terms. And the two of them together. And 